The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. We all know that last Sunday, Kalal Yisrael celebrated Torah, celebrated Day Torah. The Adirei HaTorah Maimed was off the charts. I know a great Rosh Hashiva who told her Malkiel Katla you know me, I always have something to say about everything. I have nothing to say about this moment. It was, it kept me quiet. I'm in awe, in shock. Well, anyways, Itaka was beautiful. But you should just know, nothing happens by itself. And there were a lot of people that gave up from their time to make it happen, to make it orderly, to make it that the Rabbanim should be brought in mechubed, and everybody should have a nice seat, and everybody should feel special. And afterwards, this week, the people behind the whole Adirei Atayra went and made a get-together for these 45 chevra that helped out to make the thing a success. And they served some food. They even had, I think it's Mayor Adler, the musician that came in from Eretz Yisrael, he came back this week for a job in America, and he came also, and he played a little bit. And first, the man behind the whole shindik spoke. And he said, Rabbi Sai, there was nobody in that moment that got more covered or more brachas than me that night. And I know I couldn't have done it without you guys. So Mamela, whatever covenant brachas I got, I'm sharing it with you. I'm giving it to you. You should also have part of it. And then Ramakil spoke. Ramakil Katoshlita. And he said a Muradika story. And he was trying to say how when people want to do something, when there's a rot sign, ain dover imid And he said a story about his father. Rav Kotla, when he was a little boy, his intestines got inflamed. And they knew it's only a matter of time before they, the, the infection explodes and the boy dies. And they got to get him to a surgery, to a hospital, to a surgeon immediately. And it was very hard. There was no hospital in Kletsk. I think they were in Kletsk. And they had to go and take a train to Baranovich, and then from Baranovich to Vilna. And Reb Shnei was already a boy, but he was sick. So Reb Aaron Kotler's father went and bought him a first-class ticket. Now the first class in the trains in Europe had a bed. So while the train is traveling, you could catch up on your sleep. So Reb Aaron bought him a bed, a first-class ticket, and he came to the first class, and they checked this door, and it was locked. They went to a different room, all the were locked. Finally, they found one room that was open. They come in there, and they see a guy sleeping on the bed. But that room had a second bed. So Rabbanon told the, the Rabshneya to go lay down in the second bed. So the Bacha went, Rabshneya, and he lay down in the second bed. And after whatever amount of time, this first, the guy in the first bed woke up, and he sees someone else in his room. And he says, what are you guys doing here? So Rabbi Aaron explained to him that his son is having an appendix attack 
and he has to get him to the hospital in Vilna, and he he bought a first class ticket, and all the rooms are locked, and here is the only room he found open, and he, and he's an empty bed. So he figured that whoever's sharing the room for sure would not mind sharing the room with a little boy that's about to die if he doesn't get the proper medical help. And this Yid, who's in the bed, the Fry Yid, he was a very big lawyer, and he had a lot of connections. And he took one look at the boy and he says, this kid is never going to live to get to Vilna. you got to do surgery right now in Baranovich. So Rabaran told him, yeah, I must him, but I can't get through to the doctor. He's never going to give me an appointment. We tried. It's not a gay. But in Vilna, I know people they are going to get me in over there. So the lawyer says, I know people in Baranovich. He got outside by the next stop and they went. There was a public phone over there and the lawyer got on the phone and he made a couple of phone calls and he told Rabaran, the doctor Baranovich is in the hospital right now waiting to do surgery on his son right now. And they first went to the hospital and they saved Ripshnei's life. When there's a rotsen, it happens. There was a rotsen. People wanted to help him the light. People wanted to bring up the level of Torah in the world. And when there's a rotsen, it happens. Aaron Malkiel sat down. And suddenly, this Adler, this Mayor Adler, the, the musician, he walks up to the microphone and he says, Rabbi Sai, nobody asked me to speak, but I have to say something. He says, first of all, when I came back to Yisrael after this, I came back and I couldn't go two feet without people bombarding me about this, this Maimed. They were so impressed. The whole world is talking about it. I had to push and hide. And I came back this week and I came to this party tonight and I have to tell you something that I saw in a Hagdoma of a Sefer. In Europe, before the, the war, there was a tremendous Talmud Chacham, and he had a son, a young little boy. And the father would learn with him. He didn't have money to pay for a Malamed. He was teaching him the Aleph base. And never one day, the father was Nifta. And the boy tells the mother, Ma, Tati's not here to learn with me anymore. I need someone to teach me. I want to learn Torah. And the mother says, what should I do? No Malamed is going to teach you for free. I don't have any money. And the kid did not stop bothering the mother. And he made her crazy. I want to learn Torah. And finally the mother said, listen here. Enough is enough. I don't want to hear this from your mouth ever, ever again. I want you to learn Torah. You want to learn Torah. I don't have money. It costs money to learn Torah and I can't help you. So please never ask me this again. A little while later, they made, they, they emigrated and they came to America. They come to Ellis Island and instead of going to Brooklyn, they sent them to Pittsburgh. They come into Pittsburgh and the mother enrolls the kid in public school. And the kid didn't have any contact with Yidden. And then when it came to Yom Kippur, he decided he's going to go find the shul. And he comes to the shul and he sees other Yiddish kids there. And he's schmoozing with the kids and they ask him where he learns and he says, he learns in public school. He says, what do you mean? We have a yeshiva over here in Pittsburgh. He says, yeah, but my mother can't afford the tuition. So one boy says, you know, I heard that in Williamsburg, there's a new cheder that opened up, Salem. And Salem a yeshiva accepts everybody, even if you don't have money for tuition. And the boy says, really? He says, yeah. He says, I'm going. He came home and he told his mother, Ma, 
that thing that we're not supposed to talk about, I understand. Not talking about it. But I want to learn Torah. And I found out that there's a yeshiva, Salem, in Williamsburg, that doesn't charge any money. I'm going. Bye. And he was out of there. And he went to the bus stop. And he wants to take a bus to, 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 to Brooklyn. To, and he comes in, they tell me he has to take a bus to Penn Station. It's $2.50. He doesn't have a nickel. He sees that there's big virum coming with taxis, and they have these big suitcases, and they have to go to, to the right bus. He goes over to them and says, listen here, I'll schlep you a suitcase to the bus if you give me some money. And they say, sure, no problem. And he schleps the suitcase, and this guy gives him a quarter, and that guy gives him a quarter. After three days, he had plenty of money, he bought a ticket. He comes to Penn Station, and he wants to take a bus to Williamsburg. He doesn't have any money. He goes to the stores there, and he says, can I clean up and bust the tables? Just give me some money. And after a couple days, he had money, and now he's ready to go to Williamsburg. He doesn't know where Williamsburg is. He sees a Fremiyid, and he goes over to the Fremiyid, and he says, tell me, I need to go to Williamsburg. The guy says, it's going to cost you a dollar to go on the, on the bus. He says, I have a dollar. I want to go on to Williamsburg. He says, okay, I'm not going to Williamsburg. Why are you going to Williamsburg? He says, I want to go. I heard that there's a yeshiva there at Salem. It doesn't cost any money. I want to learn Torah. He says, oh, you hazabacha, you want to learn Torah? I'm going to take you to Williamsburg. I'll show you where to go. He takes the boy and he brings him to Williamsburg and the Bacha goes to Salem and Yeshiva. He walks in there and he opens up a classroom and he sees a bunch of desks. There's nobody there. He walks into another room. Weiter. There's nobody there. This Rabbi Adler says that he saw this in the Hagdama to a Sefer that the boy says all of a sudden he hears in the back of the building there's a, a yard, a courtyard and the Bacham they're playing and they're coming into the class. They come back into the hallway and the Rebbe standing by the door and he says, There was the learning Torah, Kumarain in class. Whoever wants to learn Torah, come into the classroom. And this boy followed and he went into the classroom. And the Rebbe looks at him and says, I never saw you before. Who are you? What are you doing here? He says, Vasayist, you said whoever wants to learn Torah, come into the class. I want to learn Torah. Teach me Torah. And the Rebbe says, it doesn't work like that. You gotta go to the office, you gotta meet the manal, he has to give you a fahir, he has to put you into the right class. He just walk in. He says, okay, I'm sorry. Just tell me where to go. So the Rebbe went and took him to the manal's office, and he comes to the manal's office. And the manal says, Shalom Aleichem, what's your name? He tells him his name. And he says, what can I do for you? He says, I want to learn Torah. He says, sure, no problem. What do you know? You know, Baba Kama, Baba Matziah, Baba Basra, Gitten, Kedushin, what do you know? He says, I don't know anything. He says, you don't know the Aleph base? He says, I know the Aleph base, but that's it. My father was Nifta, he taught me, he only taught me the Aleph base, and I know nothing, I don't know Chumash, Mishnayas, Gemara, I don't know nothing. What are you learning? He says, I live in Pittsburgh, and I go to public school, and I'm finished with that, I want to learn Torah. And I heard that you don't charge, and I'm coming here for Torah. The principal says, listen here, we have a problem. I can't put you into the class. He says, why not? He says, because in the seventh grade that you were in, where you belong, you're not going to understand the word that they're saying. You don't know Chumash, you don't know Mishnayis, you don't know Gemara. How are you going to learn? He says, so put me in the primary. Put me in the first grade, where they're learning Chumash. He says, so you're an 11-year-old boy, you're going into it together with 5-year-olds? He says, I don't care. He says, let me think about it. The principal thinking, and he says, no. 
I'm so sorry, but it's not going to work. I can't help you. The boy says, no problem. I understand. It's your moisten. You can make your own decision. But you have a piece of paper? He says, yeah. He gives him a piece of paper. He says, no. Can you do me a favor? Can you write on the piece of paper the following? This is what you want me to write. He says, write that I, he tells him his name, came to, from Pittsburgh to, to, to Salem a yeshiva to learn Torah. And the menial said, no, we're not going to teach you Torah. And so I need name. He says, boy, Yingala, why do you need such a paper? He says, I'll tell you why I need the paper. Because I'm going to go now back to Pittsburgh. And I'm going to go to school, and I don't know what's going to happen to me. Maybe I'll polish people's shoes, or, or dig coals in from the mines, or become a doctor. I don't know what's going to happen to me. But I'm going to die eventually, and I'm going to come to Shemayim, and they're going to say, No, did you learn Torah? And I'm going to say, No. And they're going to say, Why not? And I'm going to tell them, here's the paper. I went to Salem Yeshiva in Williamsburg, and they told me, no, we're not going to teach you Torah. That's all. And Manal started to cry, and Manal said, you're right. And he put him into primary. And after three months, he was already in the eighth grade. And the Sefer ends off by saying, that thousands and thousands of Bokram Talmidim went through this boy's class because he taught Torah la'alofim ularevavos. Ve'ein dover oimeid b'fnei harotzayim. If you want something, if you want to learn Torah, you could learn Torah. You just have to want. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.